Happy Easter. May God fill you with hope on this Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday is the most important day of the year for many Christians. It may not be the most fun day. It is not like Christmas. During the Christmas, we see bright lights, sing carols, and exchange gifts, and we do all that. It's a fun, but Easter is not like that. But it is the most meaningful and important day. And also, Easter season is a season of welcoming new life. Long winter is now almost gone, and spring is on the way. Flowers are budding, and new life is beginning. And also on Easter Sunday, we are celebrating the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Not only we are celebrating the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, but we are also celebrating our own resurrection. That's what St. Paul said. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit that dwells in you. Like the spirit who was in Jesus is now with us. As spirit raised Jesus from the dead, the spirit will raise us from the dead. So we are celebrating our own resurrection. So death will not be end, will, will not be the end. That's a wonderful news that gives us hope. We see death all around us, but that is not the end of everything. We have hope for the new world and new life. That new world and new life, that is the kind of vision John had. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And the sea was no more. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And uh, that is a vision that John had. And Isaiah saw this. I mean, he lived a few hundred years before John. And he saw the same vision. He said, for I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. Wonderful vision, wonderful vision. I, I don't know how they got that vision. Because their, their life, the context in which they lived was not that beautiful, was not that promising, was not that pleasant. But they somehow saw this world, new world and new uh, life. How did they do that? That's wonder. That's a mystery to me. Because the life, for example, John, uh, around that time, a lot of people got persecuted. Christianity was not popular. It was just the beginning of Christianity. And a lot of Christians were persecuted. Their friends they were in the, uh, in the uh, sanctuary together like this. 
were killed next day, murdered, martyred. And also, uh, when you uh, uh, look at this uh, situation of uh, Isaiah, they just came back from captivity. So they came home, but home was not like home. Home was not like heaven. The home was ruined. Their soul was destroyed. Their temple was destroyed. Their passion for God was destroyed. And also, a lot of them had temptation of uh, kind of losing whole spirituality, period. They kind of lived their lives looking for what is uh, uh, safe, what is secure. They didn't really think about God's vision and all that. And yet, these two people had this wonderful, powerful vision. How could anyone do that? Why do some people see that? When nobody sees it, how come some people see that kind of wonderful vision of life? What do they have specially? Is it, is it in their gene of being positive? Or how did, did they come up with these ideas? Somehow they had this wonderful vision. That's wonderful. Their reality was harsh. A lot of people ask all kinds of questions. If God were real, why were, why were we taken kept into captivity? If God were real, how come my friends died and God doesn't do anything? It, where is God's promise? Is God real? Is God alive? Does God care? All kinds of questions were around, and yet they had this wonderful vision. They had this keen sense of seeing something that other people don't see. In the gloom, in the gloomy reality, they saw the possibility of future. Surrounded by negative things of life, they saw something positive, something beautiful, and something hopeful. And that is wonderful. What is it? I think it is the power of faith and hope. The power of faith and hope creates this kind of insight, this kind of vision. The power of faith and hope allows them to see something beautiful no matter how difficult life may be. And most of us don't do that. Most of us don't do that. Most of us are influenced by circumstances so much. If a circumstance is very negative, we become very negative. When circumstances are very gloomy, then we become very gloomy. But they didn't, somehow they didn't allow their circumstances to blind them, to dictate them, and to victimize them. Wow, powerful people. We are the victim of circumstances. We are the product of circumstances. We live by circumstances. So we try to create good circumstances around the good house, good environment, good neighbor. We create that so that we can feel better. And yet, these people, they did not allow 
they had this power not to allow circumstances to dictate them, control them, and victimize them. Do you have that kind of power not to allow your circumstances to do, to do that? We just let circumstances uh, take us anywhere uh, they want. But these people had this power not to allow their circumstances to dictate their lives. They didn't define their reality by their circumstances. They, they have some, some, somehow different understanding of reality. The, the, that understanding of definition of reality for them is different. They saw it like other people. They weren't blind. They saw how miserable their situation was, was but somehow they had this alternative reality that they saw. I think that is a wisdom. My friends, I think that is the wisdom of life. The wisdom is to see both sides of reality. Both sides. Not just one side, but both sides of reality. Our reality is both good and bad. Our reality is both beautiful and ugly. Our reality is both bright and dark. The wisdom is to see beautiful things in life instead of seeing only ugly things. You can choose to see the dark side and you can choose that to be your reality. You can choose it. That's your freedom. But when you choose that, be prepared. Be prepared. When you decide, choose to see negative things in life all the times, you can do that, but be prepared. Soon, dark and negative things will sweep you away. They will damage your soul. It's not in your control. Somehow you will become very cynical, critical, and negative. And your view of life will become distorted. It's not your choice after that. Choosing to see negative things in life is your choice, your freedom. But once you do that, what happens to you? Then you don't have freedom anymore. Many people have this distorted understanding of life. They think whatever is good is not real. It's a fantasy to them. What is real is bad. That's what they say. Bad is being real. Good is fantasy. That's how they define reality. Because they see so many bad things. Yes, I agree. And I tell, to my, tell myself, and also I tell, uh, tell people how negative life can be. As a minister, probably I've seen everything. 
probably more than what you uh, saw. I deal with people's problems. All kinds of problems they share with me. So I saw a lot of negative things. What we see in Ukraine is incredibly sad. How could that happen? We, we, we only saw in the, in the movies, we thought. Children are killed and people are killed and they were abandoned on the street. They found corpses around. And the buildings that they have built and the culture that they have built is totally ruined. It will take so many years to rebuild it again. And during this COVID time, we, we realize life is so fragile. We are so vulnerable, we realize. We thought that we were invincible before. I mean, that, that's what uh, they, they believed, like, uh, the, the, before World War II. They thought that the world was, in, they were invincible, but there was a world war. And people like Hegel came up with this very negative uh, uh, things of uh, life. With the COVID, was not possible. Virus cannot attack us like that. I mean, how many years we skipped uh, the, even the Easter Sunday service in online? Finally, we were able to get together and worship God like this. We could never imagine this. I only saw that in movie. And life that we live uh, right here is a, uh, also very difficult. House, house, housing prices are so high. Some young people, many young people, they cannot even possibly dream of having a house. Interest rate, interest rate is going up and the mortgage will go up. Very difficult. Just the other day, I was meeting somebody. I was walking right beside me. There was gunshot, four gunshots. I saw the guy shooting. And I thought it was a gang fight at first. And later I heard the news that the guy who was shot was dead, killed. And this guy just randomly chose a person who came out of the subway and shot him. And in 48 hours, he went to another place and shot that guy to death. It could be very much me. For some time, I could still, my ear was ringing. And I was shaky. My legs were shaky. First time I experienced, hear a gunshot right beside me. Yes, life can be cruel, scary, dark, and gloomy. But I believe that 
that's not everything about life. We see life in the midst of death. We see hope in the midst of despair. My sermon title is Hopeful Reality, not hopeful situations. Hopeful reality, that side of reality we have to discover and find. Hopeful reality. Hope in a good situation is not hope. That's just how you feel. Oh, you feel hopeful. Hope in a good situation is not hope. Hope in an impossible situation when nothing is going for you, when you have hope, that is real hope. I see some people around me living with this kind of hope. That hope keeps them going, going, and keeps them very strong. To them, hope is real. It's not theory to them. Hope gives them the power and strength, like John and Isaiah. To them, hope is a reality. It's not just wishful thinking. It's not just making up. It's not just psychological manipulation. It's a spiritual thing. To them, that hope is more real than the gloomy situations that they witness every day. That's what faith is. That's who we Christians are. Hope it is the greatest power that we can have. And I realize that hope is not something that you can decide to have. It is not, it's not in your willpower. Oh, today I'm going to uh, try to have a hope. That's not possible. That's not possible. You know, no matter how much you want. I realize the hope is God's gift. So when we have hope, we are thankful. And of course, we need to discipline, spiritual discipline, we need to do spiritual discipline to cultivate that hope within us. John and, John and Isaiah did not just make up this vision. Oh, this is a, probably what people need to hear. People want to hear. So let me uh, say with my uh, uh, eloquent words, let me uh, encourage them. I don't think that's how they wrote those beautiful visions. Those visions were given to them as a message. It was revelation. It was a spiritual experience they had. Hopeful reality. It's like finding a flower, lilies in the ashes. It is like finding treasure hidden in the mud. They experience long nights, long, long nights 
of struggle, but they somehow saw that morning would come. In the middle of night, they saw morning come. That's what our, our choir sang today, beautifully. Hear the music of the morning rising with the sun. Light has come to fill the darkness. Now the night is done. So let us take time to pause, take time to pray, and pray to God who made us, God who made the day. Spiritual people do not only see mud or ashes. They see treasures and they see flowers. They not only see words and fights and struggles, they also see peace and harmony where no one hurts and harms each other. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, but the serpent, its food shall be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. Beautiful vision. Then he not only see the spiritual people, not only see the futility of life, but they see abundance and blessings of life. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Their, their descendants as well. My friend, I know life is hard. I know. I know you're all struggling. And I know many of you feel that you're stuck in a rut. You do the same old things over and over again. You're not getting anywhere. Instead of doing something meaningful and moving towards your goal, sometimes your life seems to go nowhere. But life can change. I believe that life can change. Let your faith and hope work in your life. Ask God to help you. Don't try to solve your life by yourself. Ask God to help you. God is right there beside you willing to help you out. Before they call, I'll answer. While they were yet speaking, I'll hear. This is a vision Isaiah saw. God will help you. You'll discover life filled with laughter. Even in very sad situations, you can handle that with laughter. Live with laughter. Find laughter 
in your life. Find confidence. Trust. Courage. Passion for life. And deep satisfaction. Without these. What is life? Just physical breath that you have. Without these qualities. What is life? Jesus brought that life to us. That is what Easter is all about. That is what resurrection is all about. Now live life. Find hopeful reality. No matter what situation you may be in, you will live. That hope will save you. Happy Easter.